Apex Shadow contains content that may prove upsetting for some listeners. Specific content warnings can be found in the show notes. Janet has heard the rumors of the shadowy killer stalking Rossman Park in the late hours of the night. But in a city overflowing by men and women in colorful costumes, some of them pulling kittens from trees, some of them aspiring to world domination, she figures there isn't much point in paying them heed. After a long day at work, a shortcut is a shortcut. And how could one part of a city really be more dangerous than the rest at this point? Please, I don't. I don't. I'll go. I won't say anything. Please. 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 She is very, very wrong. Really, Janet? Is that the best you've got? You're bringing down the mood. Come on. Give me your best scream, darling. Make the angels weep for you. The blade dances through the deepening gloom straight at her, and the panic... The fear takes over. No! 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 But he stops short, holding the knife between them, waving it like a sick and twisted conductor, with hell for an orchestra. (laughs) That's more like it! Oh, we're cooking with gas now, aren't we? Janet can't see the man's face beneath that horrible burlap sack mask with a dripping red painted on smile and the ragged black excess where the eyes should be. But she knows he's practically salivating as he bears down on her with his impossibly large knife. Let's get to know each other really well. What do you say? Mm. Get, get, get away from me! <laughs> Help! Help! That's enough, you bastard. You're done. The woman is dressed in a blue jumpsuit, adorned with white accents. A large white starburst insignia is displayed prominently across her chest. Her fiery red hair is cut short. She wears a simple blue domino mask over her eyes. Standing there now, she glows with a white, crackling, otherworldly energy, sparking off her as she interposes herself between Janet and her attacker. How delightful! A new playmate! And such a pretty one, too. I must compliment you on all that leather, darling. You cut a lovely figure with it. Shall I? (laughs) Cut a better one for you. Run, miss. I'll handle the sicko. (laughs) Thank you! I knew if I waited long enough I'd get a chance to take you down. Who are you supposed to be, my love? Do tell. Nightstar. And trust me, I'm not your anything. Well, we'll see about that, won't we? The energy around Nightstar surges bright and strong against the backdrop of the night, and she's propelled forward with great speed, her hands reaching out for the would-be killer's throat. But as quick as she is, By the time her fingers clench, there's nothing in Nightstar's hands but air. Ho ho! Playing rough, are we? My kind of woman. I think I'm in love. Your babbling won't save you! Pivoting quickly, she surges forth again. This time with a wide-arcing kick 
enhanced by her incredible power. But again, nothing. Where the villain had been a moment ago, now, there's nothing. Come on, Nightstar, sweetheart. You'll have to get up much earlier than that if you want to keep up with the Bagman. I'm not letting you get away! <laughs> Funny thing about that, darling. I was going to tell you the same thing. It's been a long night, but one that's hopefully winding down, finally. Kate Kavanaugh listens with rapt attention as Detective Morgan shares a recent tale of misadventure. So this asshole, I swear to fucking God, I cannot make this up. He says his name is, it's, oh, oh man. You are not gonna believe this. It's not that funny. Yes it is. Kate, temper your expectations. That's all I'm saying. Your people don't understand humor, that's all. Oh, my people, huh? Yeah, you know. Short people. Alright, I'm on the edge of my seat, you two knuckleheads. Jesus. Could use the laugh. So no pressure, Morgan, but, uh, what did this idiot in the costume call himself? Power! Oh, <clears throat> fuck me, I can't. Power, possum! <laughs> ah. <laughs> ah. Ah. Oh. No. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> he was very insistent, Kate. He was sitting there, handcuffed, and in this very tiny voice of his, he was telling us how possums were very dangerous creatures. <laughs> hey, you know, appearances can be deceiving. Jack? You're here. I... I wanted to... Man, this is awkward. I, I wanted to apologize. For... What? Uh, no, it's fine. It's not fine. The other day, I, I wasn't exactly... No, it's my fault. I didn't mean to... It's fine. You were trying no, to... No, seriously, I, I, I totally get it. It's just, uh... It's not... Um... <clears throat> good to... Good to meet you, Jack. Kate's told us a lot about you. Oh, jeez. Not everything, I hope. Just the good stuff. Good things. All good things. I mean... Mostly. Morgan? I swear to God. Nah, it's... <laughs> it's fine. Uh, look, I... I wasn't at my best the other day. Seriously. I'm sorry if I was short with you, Kate. You caught me off guard, and... It was a bit of a day. <laughs> yeah, I, I get that. Trust me. I'd like to make it up to you. I wanted to know if you'd like to... What the hell? A commotion back at the front desk steals Jack's attention away. A young woman in a costume stands sobbing, pleading. Officer Morrison is pulling desk duty tonight, and he's clearly out of his depth. Hey, miss. <laughs> miss, what's wrong? How can I help? You... You can't help. No one can help. It's too late for that. I... I screwed up. I'm not sure I... The young woman removes her domino mask, revealing raw, puffy red eyes. Her whole body shakes with anguish. My name is Lena. Lena Burroughs. I... I'm sorry, but I think... I may have killed someone tonight. Nope, not it. 
Donahue said no more overtime for me this week, so... God damn it. Apex Shadow, Episode 4, Who We Are in the Dark, Part 1, featuring the voices of Star Lee, Joseph Boslinski, Summer Rose, Derek Yurikich, Akiva Vida, Jamie Martinez, Lee Murray, Oliver Summers, and Holly Harris, with production and sound design by Christopher Z. Lena sits across from Detective Kavanaugh in the interrogation room, sipping a cup of coffee, eyes raw from crying. There's such a strong disconnect, Kate feels, between the fantastical costume the young woman wears and the misery written across her face. So, let me see if I have this right, Miss Burroughs. You were waiting in the park, hoping to catch a serial killer. I... He's been killing women in the neighborhood for a while now, Detective. Six girls in as many months. You weren't. Nobody was doing anything. We weren't doing a good enough job, so you decided to put on a costume. I didn't know what else to do. I... I've had these powers for years, Detective. But I never knew... I wasn't sure what to do with them. But then... She holds her face in her hands for a moment, more than just sad. She looks tired, very tired. One of my friends was, I, his latest victim was a girl that I, she, she was. There's a heavy beat between them. When I realized I would never see Michelle again, hear her laugh, hold her in my arms, I just... Oh. I see now. Somebody had to stop him, Detective. So, because you had powers, you... what? You thought you could just zip off in pursuit of justice, Miss Burroughs? This is how people get hurt. People get killed. But I guess you found that out tonight. Do you know how many people he's hurt? I was trying to save people, Detective! Where were you, huh? What's your excuse? I... Even if I messed up, at least I was trying to do the right thing, wasn't I? Doesn't that mean anything to you? Gold star, kid. You still killed a guy. And he killed Michelle! He slaughtered her like an animal, so please, please, tell me. What the hell was I supposed to do, huh? Jesus Christ, you're all the same, aren't you? You read a comic book when you were ten, and now you think you can do whatever the hell you- Woo, hey ladies. Wait, you're- Megan Baxter, Caliburn Services Legal Division. Your desk sergeant gave me all the gory details. This interview was over ten minutes ago. I- 
Miss, I, I, I don't know who. I don't need a lawyer. Honestly, I don't want- Nope, uh-uh. You want to stop talking, that's what you want to do. In fact, you never started. Oh, lovely. You're just as insufferable as I'd always heard. Thank you, I try. You're doing great! Listen, she waved her right to counsel, Miss Baxter. Oh, did she? That's wonderful. So, you've got a signed waiver indicating as much. If you can just show me that wonderful piece of paper, Detective, I'll be on my way. I'll even give my ass an extra little shake while I leave, just to show my appreciation. Someone died tonight, Miss Baxter. Yeah, a serial killer that your people were barely aware of, by all accounts. Please excuse my tears, I assure you, they're coming any second now. <laughs> nah, uh no, we're not fucking gonna do this. Doing what? I have had it, up to here, with showboating vigilantes dressed in fetish leather they bought off of fucking eBay or whatever the hell it was, taking it upon themselves to fucking murder people because they think that's what justice is supposed to be. I won't have it, I won't, I'm fucking done, do you hear me? Detective, please, I... I didn't murder anyone. It was an act- No talking now, Lena. Only listening. She's not walking out of here. That's what I'm telling you. And I can hold her for the next 72 hours without charging her. I'm waiting for the uniforms to check the scene, and until then, she sits right the fuck here. Fine. Have it your way, for now. I'd like to confer with my client. In private. Have at it, sister. I need to go commit a murder of my own, if you'll excuse me. Without another word, she storms away, leaving the lawyer alone with Lena as she stalks through the station, straight for where Jack Dobson sits waiting. You! Oh, that's not good. Oh, shit. This is your idea of making up for being an asshole the other day? Fuck you, man. She was in trouble, Kate. This is what I do. I help people in trouble. I, I figured I should call Megan- And help a murderer get off scot-fucking-free, Jack. She admitted it. She cried about it. You were right fucking there. It sounds like it was a hell of a lot more complicated than that. How do you figure, oh wise one? Uh, maybe we should slow this down? No. Shut the fuck up, Kinsey. I want to hear this. Kate, from what I gathered before you threw her in the box, it's it sounds like she was trying to catch a really dangerous guy who killed a lot of people. Okay, they fought, it went bad, she didn't mean to- If I draw on a perp, and I put two in his chest, I have people that I have to answer to. She's no different, Jack. She's done her part. She came in. She stopped someone who was trying to kill a woman, Kate White- My job is to make sure people who do bad things stand in front of a judge and a jury, and they get to decide an appropriate punishment. Because that's their job. Not some cowgirl in a doofy costume fired up on Vengeance Crusade because her fucking girlfriend died. Look, I, the law is your department, Kate, okay? You catch bad guys. I work with the victims. Oh, yeah, sure. She's a victim. Okay. You can't just come at her like this because she's a cape, Kate. If she had used a gun, would you feel this way? Jesus fucking Christ, Jack. You know, after what happened to your wife and daughter, I thought you of all people would understand. Oh, oh no. Jack's demeanor shifts in an instant. His face goes hard, and his words are tinged with steel. What the hell did you just say? You heard me. I thought you wanted to see them held to account as much as I did. Kate, I know you're upset. Damn right. Very perceptive. Good job. But don't think that just because you discovered some things about my past, that you really know me. What I know is, 
I thought I made a real connection with another human being for the first time in a long while. I let my guard down. What do you do? You stab me in the fucking back. That's not what this is. I'm just trying to figure out why you're so damn hard Get out. Kate! Jack, I will put you in handcuffs. Get the fuck out! Right. Sorry. I'm gone. As he leaves, the room is cold and still. What the fuck are you staring at? Uh, nothing. Not a thing. Nada. Nothing whatsoever. I'm not even here. God damn it. Make yourselves useful. Come with me. Hey, uh, no more overtime, remember? I was supposed to leave work a while ago. So was Morgan, and he's your keeper, so he goes where you go. I'm your senior, Kinsey. Tell Donahue I said to shut up and pay you. I need you both. What for? Those uniforms are taking too damn long to update me. I'm going over there myself, and right now, I'm mad enough that if I don't bring my emotional support, Brit, I may scar those dipshits for life, so let's go. Well, alright then. Fuck yeah, field trip. Let's do this. Megan Baxter is a compassionate woman, but hugs and good vibes aren't her area of expertise. Madison, Jack, and the other social workers at Calibern, that's their thing. They're the blankets the paramedics will wrap around your shoulders as they tell you everything will be alright. She prefers to think of herself as the big fucking gun that you level at the monster bearing down on you. Are you alright, Miss Baxter? Megan looks up from her phone. Hmm? Yeah, I'm fine. They just chased my friend off for calling me here is all. Um, please. Thank you for me. I appreciate the gesture. She rubs furiously at her eyes. How did this get so... completely out of control? Pull yourself together, doll. We gotta put our game face on now. I'm sorry, I just... I was trying to do the right thing. I know you were. You're one badass chick, and I'm not talking about your powers. Takes a lot of guts standing up to a psycho like that. Even if you can shoot yourself off like a fucking cannon. If it were me, you'd be getting a goddamn parade. But this is where we are. She starts furiously scribbling on a notepad. No matter what happens, listen to me, Luna. You defended yourself, you hear me? That's what you did. You weren't out there looking to kick serial killer ass... You were out there to keep an eye out for ladies that might be in trouble. But... that's not... I mean... I wanted to help, absolutely, but I really did want to stop him. Nope, 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 new rules. Nah, no, none of that. You weren't looking to investigate anything. You were looking to patrol the park and notify the proper authorities in the event you saw anything suspicious. But I already told Detective Kavanaugh the real reason I was there. Yeah, because you're sweet and noble and kind-hearted, and dumb. Jeez. Come on. I love you, kid, but it's true. Don't talk to cops. Don't ever talk to cops. Yeah, yeah, I... I I get it. Do you? What? Say it back. Tell me. I... I should never talk to cops. Awesome, that's exactly right. And the good news is you didn't sign any statements. If you end up in front of a judge, Kavanaugh's word can be used for testimony, but on its own, it doesn't mean a whole hell of a lot. She looks up from her pad. So, he came at you. You fought him off with equal, appropriate, immensely appropriate, 
force. Are, are you sure? His head was... Doesn't matter what you did, kid. That's what you tell them. You want me to lie? I want you to act in your own best interests. What kind of lawyer are you? The very expensive kind. Meanwhile, back at Rossman Park, Kate is giving a young officer a rather large piece of her mind. So read my fucking lips, Rook. When you show up to an empty crime scene, you don't spend the next hour stuffing your stupid face and watching porn in the squad car, or whatever the hell it was you were wasting your time doing. Get out of here before I vomit on your shoes. The uniform trudges off, muttering things that would probably land him in the morgue, if not for Kinsey's quick intervention. <coughs> so, nothing here then. Looks that way. It's the dead of night, so I'm not surprised by the lack of traffic. Especially with a serial killer that fucking everybody knows about but us, apparently. That, that shit's weird, right? You know, I'm actually finding the lack of a body to be the real weird thing here. It's not even just the lack of a body. I'm no lab tech, but I don't... Do you guys see any evidence here of a violent row? Because I don't. Working under the park lights here, but... Yeah. No blood that I can see, no teeth, no bone. Nothing. And this supposed serial killer was supposed to have his fucking head cratered in. Maybe our girl's a bit... Unwell, then? What, you mean maybe she's crazy? Let's hold off calling on the men in white coats. They'll probably just ship her off to Caliburn for milk and cookies anyway. Aw, oh, man. This is gonna be, like, a whole thing between you and him, isn't it? I don't know what you're talking about. Kate starts to pace back and forth. What is it? What's wrong? We've got no body, no witnesses. I could hold her for longer, but Burroughs is sitting in there in the box with the legal equivalent of a shark waiting to eat my fucking head. I've got to kick her loose. We'll figure this out, KDK. Yeah. Fuck. Yeah, sure. I'll see if we can spot any cameras in the vicinity we might be able to pull up come morning. Good call. Excuse me, boys. I need to get back to the station to fucking humiliate myself. Kate strides back off into the lengthening night, leaving the other two detectives alone in the park, searching for a phantom tragedy. Um, does she seem more angry than usual to you? She's Captain Ahab in a sick leather jacket, Kinsey. And her killer white whale in the space-age helmet saved her life, then beat the shit out of one of her suspects and practically gift-wrapped him for it. She's had a lot on her mind these last few weeks. Go easy. No, no, I, I get all that. But the Burroughs girl, she's going at her pretty hard. Morgan shrugs, pulling his coat tighter against the chill of the wind. When a cape fucks up, kills somebody, it gets to her. You ever asked her about that? No, I want to live long enough to collect my pension, you fucking kidding me? We didn't know about this... this bagman. Why the fuck do their names gotta suck so bad? Power possum? Fucking power possum. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Things are weird at the department. Kate's been trying to make an end run around the captain to find out more about this SH-27 shit. This smells like more of that. You haven't heard anything? No. But I've been here 25 years, Kinsey. Since I was barely old enough to drink. I've seen enough that the idea of secretive machinations from the fucking ivory tower doesn't make me bad an eye. 
maybe it should. Morgan looks at him for a long time, saying nothing. Kinsey wonders if perhaps he's poked the bear too much. Then... <sighs> Don't let him change it, kid. Come on. Let's find some surveillance to pull and then go the fuck home. When Kate re-enters the interrogation room, she feels herself almost untethered from reality as she witnesses Megan Baxter and Lena Burrows playing with a deck of cards. Go fish. Yeah, damn it. Well played, sister, well played. I... Is... Is this happening right now? Absolutely. Not much else to do, is there? We've done the football huddle. I'm just keeping her company at this point. What have you decided, almighty inquisitor? Oh, fuck off. Look, she's off the hook for now. What? But his body... Nothing there. Nothing at the scene whatsoever. All I have is your word. I don't exactly know what happened in that park, but... Nothing to be done about it right now. But I... He... he was... I killed- Ooh, right. Cool. Awesome. That's great. Isn't it great, Lena? Come on, let's go. We are out of here. <laughs> sure you don't want some coffee? A snack? A sense of morality? Thanks, Scott One. It's just a bit different from yours, that's all. I don't understand what happened. Ours is not to reason why, love. Come on, I'll take you home. You don't have to do that. They pay me a lot of money to pretend to be a real nice person. Shh. The women start to move past her, but Megan stops for a moment and gives Kate a sidelong glance. He's a good guy, Jack. He's intense, he's complicated, he's a lot of things. But don't write him off over this. You're not the only one trying to figure out this madhouse we're living in, Detective. Kate gives her nothing, save for a glare that could turn sand into glass. Right. Have a good night. As Megan pulls in front of the quaint single-family home, Lena cannot seem to find the right words. She knows that she should be happy, relieved, but the guilt weighs on her heavily. That, and the anxiety from anticipating her mother's reaction to seeing her in this outfit, Maybe if she makes a beeline for the stairs. I'm very grateful to you and your friend, Miss Baxter. But? I don't... I did something wrong. I shouldn't be... This feels wrong. Who knows what you saw, Lena? We're living in a world where people can play hopscotch with time and space. And whether you killed him or not, you saved a woman's life. That counts for something in my book. And hopefully that freak's gone for good, whether he's off licking his wounds or dead as a doornail somewhere else. She offers Lena a card. My personal number's on the back. You need anything else, anything at all, you give me a call. Thank you, Miss Baxter. I have to say, I don't think you're just pretending. I think you may actually be a nice lady after all. Shh. Now get out of my car. Bidding the other woman good night, Lena makes her way inside the house, closes, and locks the door behind her. It's dark, quiet, not unusual considering the lateness of the hour, 
Her mother must be asleep. Perhaps she'll be able to get out of these clothes and put this roller coaster of a night behind her for a little while, at least. Hello, Lena. No! Lena whirls around, finding nothing behind her, save for shadows. She fumbles for the lights and finds them unresponsive. Oh, God. Oh, God. She starts moving frantically through the house, fighting through the dark, trying to get her bearings. No, 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 no. Mom, get up. Get up now. Oh, sh- 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 she's sleeping, Lena. Very, very soundly. Where the fuck are you? What did you do? Mom! Let's talk about your punishment, Lena. 